Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of us are considering transforming our body, maybe our minds to get in the right spot. If that sounds like you, then this is the episode you've been waiting for. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Plus! All right, ladies and gents, look, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to build the most shredded, energized, high-performance version of yourself in just 90 days. Our guest is a fitness expert and the CEO of T3 Body, a company that uses biometric data to tailor fitness programs to individual needs. With an impressive track record in the fitness industry, including being the youngest competitor in the world bodybuilding in the fitness, uh, fitness federation at 22 years old, our guest has dedicated his life to helping others achieve their fitness goals and becoming the best versions of themselves. So let's welcome to the show, the CEO of T3 Body, Mr. J.C. White. All right, man, I told you we're gonna have some fun on the show. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, man. That was probably the hypest intro I've ever experienced in my life. So I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you, man. Yeah, let's do this, dude. All right. Um, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about my my fitness background. Um, I was uh, at my heaviest. I got about 215. I went to the doctor one day and he was like, hey, you know, your BMI index, blah, blah, blah. You should ideally be 165 pounds. I was like, bro, I haven't been 165 pounds since I got out of high school. You want me to get there? Um, long story short, I started kind of implementing some stuff, right? So 2020 came, um, you know, we were all locked in our houses during the pandemic. I started to you know, do some pushups, get to 200 pushups a day. It didn't matter if it took me four hours. I got it all the way down to like 30 minutes. I started running. Now, when people ask me, hey, what do you do? I'm almost embarrassed to share with them because it's so extreme compared to where a lot of people are starting that I feel like if I share that, they're never going to want to start. I'm at six miles a day, uh, 240 push-ups, 200 sit-ups every morning, and that's kind of my routine. They look at me like I'm crazy. And now I get to talk to you, which makes me feel like I'm not so crazy. Tell me about your fitness background, man. How are you helping people tailor something so that they can one day look at their routine and say, this is what I do, and kind of have the a little bit of embarrassment like I do because they've done such a good job? Well, well, firstly, you train more than I do, man. That's that's insane. <laughs> that, that's 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 a lot. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of working smarter, not harder, uh, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. We have to be really strategic with our time because our time is so valuable. Um, you have people depending upon you. Uh, you have a business that you're looking to scale and grow and on top of all the family obligations that goes on to it. So uh, the days of me training two to three hours, five days a week are long gone. Now it's more about working smarter rather than harder. Um, but to answer like your original question, anybody who's looking to, to get into this and get into a routine, it's kind of like what you did. You just you just have to start. And a lot of times that is the biggest obstacle for people because it's maybe fear of not knowing what to do, fear of failure. Um, but 
starting is is about 80 percent of it and then, then the rest is actually being intentional with what you're doing and have a, a proper game plan roadmap and structure laid out for you that makes sense for your body and where your current fitness level is at let's talk about the beginning of the year man it is january 2023 the second week of the year where 25 percent of people's new year's resolutions to get fit are already falling off right they're not going to continue at this point what can people do to maintain that energy level that they had on january 1st and to just kind of push forward to keep going what what's week two gonna feel like for them and what can they do to keep going yeah i, I think we goal setting i think the biggest thing is that we have to be realistic with those goals um i i think people oftentimes set themselves up for failure um when they just get so attached to an outcome and not the process mm -hmm. and what that means is like the process is actually what's going to create the goal and through the process there will be failures there will be setbacks but if we go into uh, going to it understanding that there's going to be things that come up along the journey and along the way um, and we understand we have to just get back on the horse and keep riding. That's how you're ultimately going to get to your goals. Um, so setting smart goals is really important. Don't try to knock off 40 or 50 pounds within three months, in, unless you're like a pro at this kind of stuff. Because if because if, if you are, it, it might be realistic. But if this is like something you struggle with your whole life or for the last couple of years, stretch that 40 or 50 pound goal out for maybe for the entire year. So that way you can work in birthdays, you can work great. We can work in anniversaries, holidays, all that kind of stuff. And it's something that's going to be more easily integrated into your lifestyle so that you're not on that same track next year, 2024, saying, OK, I want to lose this 40 or 50 pounds. Um, so give set smart goals. Understand that there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be roadblocks, failures, um, but it's never actually truly failure if you keep going. Yeah, the, the lifestyle, I think, is is one of the most important factors because you're right, man birthdays, holidays, weekends, kids parties, like life is going to continue to happen. You don't always have the time to eat healthy every single meal. Something's going to come up. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have the discipline to be able to do a workout every single day. Something's going to come up. But if it's part of your daily routine, for me, it's like my minimum standard. I got to do something. I heard somebody say no zero days and I kind of stuck with it. And I was like, as long as you have no zero days, right? It could be something minimal that you do on every single day, but it's part of your standard. Like when, when for me, having my clothes next to my bed when I wake up in the morning ready to go is a must because that's step one, right? I'm already getting ready to go. I have to move in the morning. That's my process. It's what I do. Different than what I plan on doing, what I hope to achieve. It's what I do. It is my lifestyle to keep going. Um, and I think a lot of people, it's like, you know, they, they do a lot of the the activities around the standard, but not necessarily the standard itself. Like they go shopping and they get some nice Nikes and some workout clothes and they they have, you know, they, they, they go out and buy salads for the week. They don't do the actual activity. How can I get more people to take that action, especially when, you know, it's raining outside? I'm a little sore from the day before. Like, how does it become a habit? I think that's a great question. And something you touched upon there was actually a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, where you're actually laying out your clothes there so that it makes it more uh, of, a, of a routine for yourself. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to come down for one for what I call habit stacking, too, which I believe was in that book, too, as well. So uh, the more you can make it a part of your day to day lifestyle and you're focusing on the effectiveness of your actions and not necessarily the volume, 
So that goes back to what you were saying is don't have zero days. Like long as you're just doing things to inch you forward and you understand that you're working out your activity, your movement only stimulates the change. So that's like your training. But the nutrition and lifestyle is actually what creates it. So even on days that you may not get to the gym, you may not be as active as, as you like, control what you can control. We can always control what we're putting into our mouth. We always can control what we eat. And long as we're just focusing on those things, those are going to be your biggest movers. Those are going to be your biggest movers in your fitness journey. And that's why, like, even with myself and turning pro, studying pilots and records, being on covers of magazines, my nutrition has always been at the forefront of actually creating that body, creating that performance level. It's not just the training. The training is only going to stimulate the change in nutrition lifestyles, what creates it. So if we focus on the big needle movers, that's how we're ultimately going to get to where we want with our fitness goals. What about our mental game? Like, I teach high school, and there's so many kids that are dealing with you know, quote unquote, depression or anxiety. And I'm not saying those things exist. I'm just saying that like there's ways to go around. It, and I feel like keeping yourself physically fit is one of those ways to kind of help with that mental aspect of, of who we are. It helps with our self-confidence. It helps with our you know, just presence in the room. You feel like you have more energy in the day. You, you are exerting more energy, but for some reason you need not as much sleep. You're not sleeping 10, 12 hours. You only need your six or seven hours when you're in this state. Like what, what is going on here? Physiologically speaking, when we're getting ourselves in shape versus, you know, mentally speaking, when we're in shape and when we're not in shape. Yeah, I mean, and so to to second your point, there's actually been a lot of uh, data supporting why men are more depressed these days, right? On average, men's testosterone since the 1980s have gone down. So that's mm -hmm. one reason. Now, there's a whole bunch of contributing reasons to that. Um, you know, the food quality among, you know, the things that we get to see on a daily basis as far as like what we feed our minds. But um, that is probably the primary reason. But on a, on a personal note where I can touch upon is I actually suffered from depression, too, as well. My freshman year of college, I stopped playing basketball. I was kind of like lost. I didn't really have a whole lot of direction into my life. And that's actually how I found my way into the gym. I used to I used to hate working out. I used to be like the weakest person in the gym. I could barely bench a plate and a 35 on each side. You know, so all my friends would blow me out of water. But it was actually through that process of, of moving my body and becoming more confident in it that I started to fall in love with the process. And then it taught me so many great valuable life lessons, accountability, structure, discipline, having a clear cut roadmap, uh, all those things that can transfer over. So, you know, I think if anybody is is going through that, it is challenging to take that first step. But you've got to take action because like just no movement at all is still a choice. And that's not going to get you to where you ultimately want to be. So um, going in there and just maybe just finding your way around the gym and over time, the answers may come to you if you keep seeking them. But you have to take that first step because I think this is a great way for for pretty much anybody to to heal a lot of mental health issues they could be potentially having. I remember hearing uh, Kobe talk about how, you know, a lot of people look at being on the court and being in the NBA as the dream, but he described it as waking up early and hitting the gym and doing the workouts and doing the, you know, two, three times in a day that that's the actual dream and it's the journey and the work that you're putting in. That's where the dream actually lives. Not so much in the spotlight. I heard Will Smith talking about, you know, uh, it, 
um, when you work out, that's controlled failure. You're, you're literally taking your muscles to the point where they can't do something anymore, where they fail. And then the body kind of makes an adjustment. And now you become a little bit stronger as those muscles adjust. Um, tell me about, you know, when, when, when people hear the work part, it gets a little scary. But mm -hmm. in your journey, I mean, I can see in the background, that's one physique right there that looks like it took some intense work to get to. And there's people mm -hmm. who are like, you know, I want to get like that. What does it take? What, is it, what does it take for me? What kind of work is it going to take? What kind of time frame can I expect? Um, and, and they're not quite really understanding that it's that journey process that, that gets you there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a sexy answer, but it's the truth. It's obsession. You know, anything that you want to be great at or, or stand out at, like you're going to have, there's going to take a, a certain amount of obsessiveness, right? You have to learn, you have to grow, and then you also have to push yourself to limits that you did not think were possible. Like I was saying, like I started off benching just a plate and 35 on your side. I was extremely weak, but you gain a lot of confidence through that process by keep going back, keep pushing yourself, keep demanding more of yourself, raising the limits of what you think is, is your potential. And eventually I was setting records and the most I ever bench was 545 pounds. Oh man. So it's, it's through that process. It's through that obsession and keep raising the bar for yourself and never accepting, you know, what other people may say or your are like, you know, what, where your ceiling should be at. You set that standard, you set that ceiling. Um, and the honest answer is obsession. Like you have to be obsessed about anything, whether it be business, whether it be your body that you want, if you want to get to that type of level, you got to be obsessed. All right, let's get some of these tips, man. Um, let's get some of the uh, myths, the things that people say that I hear often. Does it work? Does it not work? Um, to tone a body, mm -hmm. lightweight, heavyweight? Uh, neither. So to tone is essentially just losing body fat and maintaining muscle mass. So it's a recomposition change is what it's called. That's actually going to come down to your nutrition, not actually the way that you're training. Okay, so so help me out on the nutrition side. I'm curious, man, because like I've, I've been running a lot. I'm pretty fit. How do I get, you know, nice chest? How do I get nice arms? What are the things that uh, I should be eating or what, what kind of my pro what should my process be in order to shape that? Yeah, so without giving into like too much of the specifics of blood work, because that's what the first step should be to see like where your body is maybe deficient in, like wherever there can be some hormone optimizations, because that's what we do at T3 Body. Just kind of give you like some general uh things that are, are good to understand the optimal of protein on average for most people is anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 uh, uh, grams per pound of lean body mass so like your goal weight that's what's been shown to optimize protein synthesis so protein synthesis is when your body grows and recovers from workouts so that'll be a good place for you to start um you look like you're a leaner guy you already do you know a high endurance sport so your body is going to utilize carbohydrates more so than it will for fat for that energy source um, to actually feel those type of workouts. So you probably have your carbohydrates be anywhere from 30, 40% of your caloric intake. And then the rest would just be fats. And for fats, because we are men, the number one killer of men in America is heart disease. We need to be very cognizant of your saturated fats. So make sure all the fats that you're primarily getting from your diet, is going to come from like, you know, you know, cold water fishes, avocado, uh, those healthier quote unquote fats that you typically hear of. So limit the amount of like really fatty red cuts of uh, red, 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 you know, like red meats, pork, stuff like that. Just limit them. You don't have to cut them out completely. And that'd be a decent place to start. Um, and just make sure like you're in a caloric deficit about anywhere from 300 to 500 calories per day. You do that consistently over time, you will get shredded. All right, let's go the other way. Ladies, I want a bigger booty. 
I got to work down that little pooch that I got on the front side. What are some things that I can do in order to, to help get that squared away? Because, you know, hey, you know, wife has a baby. She wants to get that tummy back down. Booty is getting older. It might be dreaming a little bit. I want to get that, that back up a little bit. Don't want to go under the knife and, you know, do that kind of stuff. I want to do it naturally. What can I do? Yeah, um, the the easiest way for them is to use like those wraps. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's going to come down to nutrition too as well. Uh, women, they have to be a little bit more cognizant of how they structure their diet because their their body is not the same throughout the course of a month, i.e. their menstrual cycle. Um, so there might be times while they're about to go on cycle, they have to increase the amount of fats in their diet and lower their carbohydrates. Um, and then frequency. So how many times women actually hit a body part per week, they can usually tolerate a little bit more than men. So if they want a big butt, some nice, sex, you know, sexy thighs and legs, it could be okay for her to train her, her lower body three or maybe even four times per week. Uh, she just has to be really, really smart about how she does that. For a guy, I would not suggest that you're using usually two, three times the amount of weight uh, that has going to have an effect on your nervous system. That's also going to affect a, a muscular breakdown too as well. Should I be um, hitting, like, if I'm curling or if I'm benching, should I be doing that until, like, I get muscle fatigue all the way? Or should I be concentrating on just form and, and like, getting that muscle to work with a certain amount of weight? Yeah, that's a great question. It depends on what the goal is. So if the goal is to gain strength, you typically want to save some repetitions in the tank. And you want to really focus on technique, not just form. Form is you making sure you're doing it safely. Technique is how can I move the weight from point A to point D, uh, point A to point B as often as possible. So that's for strength, right? Because strength is a skill. It's a neurological adaptation. For hypertrophy, hypertrophy is all about muscle breakdown. So usually what I suggest is if you're doing three sets, say 10 reps, the first two sets, maybe choose a weight where you're going to have like a, a rep or two left in the tank by the time you get to the 10th rep. And on that last set, go to absolute muscular failure, especially on isolation exercises. So that's like curls, tricep extensions, leg extensions, dumbbell side laterals, things where it's just incorporating one muscle, uh, one one joint at a time. All right, last one because I found this one super interesting. Um, I'm I'm uh, assuming I'm overweight and I'm finally getting into shape. I know I'm going to do some cardio to lose some weight, but I'm worried that after I start losing weight, I'm going to have like that extra skin. I want to avoid that as much as possible. What are some things that I can do to lose the weight? but not have all that extra skin left over. Yeah, we got to gain some muscle in that process. So that that's going to be the way in which we do that. Now, gaining muscle, if we had to put it simply, it's going to come down to what's called progressive overload. So that's just essentially meaning over time, you're going to have to either increase the volume, so how many sets and reps you're doing with a specific weight or the actual weight itself. So as long as they can gain some muscle, they're going to have a less likelihood of having that saggy skin. Because they just don't want to lose all the fat and not gain any muscle because then there's a high probability that's going to happen. So much to learn and we're just barely scraping the surface, man. All right. So with all these expert tips that you're dropping here, I mean, there's obviously things that everybody needs to kind of identify for themselves, what their fitness goals are. Uh, you mentioned even blood work to figure out where your deficiencies are. Tell me a little bit about what you do for your clients. When you go to T3BodyTraining.com, when they reach out to you, what's that? What, what are, what's the experience like? Yeah. So first we start off with blood work. Blood work is a key to identifying exactly what your body needs from nutrition and supplement perspective so that we're not guessing. See, a lot of times with supplements, people just kind of like take stuff with just no idea why they're taking it or what the specific outcome they're looking to achieve by it. With blood work, you actually have quantitative data. 
you could say, okay, when we started doing X, Y, Z, this is where the blood work was at. When we followed up with some future lab testing, maybe, you know, a few months later, this is where the blood work is at now. So we actually have data supporting the decision that we made was an accurate one. The next one is actually being proper with your training. So that's where we do a biomechanics assessment. So look at your mobility, flexibility, range of motion, stability, balance, force, and your previous injury history. So we're constructing a program is specific to your body and nobody else's. Um, then we do something that's called biofeedback, which is something I wrote about on Teen Nation. Essentially, that is a uh, qualitative measurement of your uh, sex drive, energy, mood, appetite, digestion on a weekly basis to ensure that all the homework we did up front is working effectively. Because if it is, you'll see improvements in all those areas. That's mainly for sustainability. Because we've all been on programs before or, or done diets before where your, your energy goes down, your mood's all over the place. You're not regular anymore. You're always hungry. It's not sustainable. Like the moment you like you want to get off that and you're going to go right back up to your normal weight. So we look forward to really transform a client's relationship with fitness so they have long term results. And it's something that's easily integratable into their lifestyle. All right, man, diet, diet's so important. You've mentioned it over and over and over again. And yet the word diet always has some sort of connotation like you described, some sort of fad thing that is not that it doesn't work. It's just, in my opinion, it doesn't work for human nature, right? Like there's no way that we're going to stick to certain things. Um, it, it doesn't matter paleo. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the, the diet is. There's always some restrictions in life that happen. So what kind of habits should we be getting into um, to have a lifestyle of good eating mm -hmm. so that you know, we get the max benefit without falling off the train? Great question. Uh, we have to understand at the onset of any uh, diet, right? What are, what are we willing to sacrifice and what are we not willing to sacrifice? So if we go into it saying, okay, over this next six months, I have a goal of losing 35 pounds, but I am not willing to sacrifice maybe that Saturday that I have with my wife where we go out and we grab a, you know, a few glasses of wine and, and, and go to dinner. I'm not willing to sacrifice my birthday that comes up in, in May. I am not willing to sacrifice, you know, X, Y, Z. But here's why I am willing to sacrifice. During the week, I could pretty much be about 80 to 90% adherent to the nutrition. Uh, during the week, I also, I, I love a good steak. I want to have a good steak a couple of times a week. That's going to set the precedence on, for one, how long it's actually going to take us to get to the result. And then we're being realistic with ourselves up front. But so, so when we actually do the things that we enjoy, we're not feeling guilty about it. And it's easy for us to hop back up on the, you know, on the, on the, on the program the next day and keep it rolling. I love that. I love that. Cause you're, you're making me feel a little better. I, I made this, uh, my daughter wanted me to make a mukbang video, you know, where you like eat in front of the camera type thing. And so we went to like Buffalo Wild Wings and had this big old brisket burger. Right. Mm, but, okay. and, and, and the thing was like, I know the amount of running that I do, the amount of workout that I do when I eat like that, I don't feel guilty eating like that. I feel like, I feel like I've, I put in my currency, like I've, I put in the work. So I have the currency to spend when I do that stuff. But normally throughout the day, I'm pretty good. Salads, fruits, you know, chicken, like 90, I won't say not even 90. I'll say like 75, 80% of the time I'm eating healthy, but every once in a while I am going to splurge uh, that way. So you're making me feel a little bit better. Don't feel guilty if you're putting in the work. I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, I'm, I'm, I'm okay there. At least I feel like I'm okay. I, I think I look like I'm okay. Am I on the right path? Yeah. I mean, as long as you're seeing the results that you're happy with and it's something measurable, right? Um, there's a good to have a qualitative aspect to it. So like the, the biofeedback I was talking about, but Long you're seeing like if you want to see like results lost on a scale, if you want to see improvements in performance or strength inside the gym and that's still happening. You're satisfied with those results. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep those things inside of your lifestyle, because 
five years from now, you're still going to be keeping up with this because you don't feel like you're detracting or taking away from other areas that are really important in your life. Like I'm sure, you know, doing that with your daughter is probably something that you want to do and something that you are going to be memorable experiences for both of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun stuff for sure. All right. Well, you know, when, when people have this choice in front of them and they decide, you know, oftentimes at the beginning of the year, but they finally decide to do something and they want to reach out to somebody like you, um, what's that process like? Are you looking for specific people uh, in a specific geographic area? What's it like working with you? Yeah, so mainly we work with uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, executives between the ages of about 35 and 60. Um, that's what I've been working with for the majority of my career as I've been a coach, a trainer, uh, and a high-performance coach. Um, and that process is, is usually what they do is they find us through Instagram. They know my handle, Coach JC White. Uh, they have a call with one of our onboarding specialists who's also a coach too as well. And we walk you through the process. We get your blood work set up at a local lab. Those results usually come back in about two or three days. During that time period, we're doing your onboarding. So we go through your day-to-day -day life. We go through your lifestyle. We do your biomechanics assessment. So when we're constructing a program, it's easily integrated into your lifestyle. And it's something that you can actually do long-term. So if you like specific foods, we're going to put it in a plan. If like, you know, that holiday event, the anniversaries, all that kind of stuff is, is really important. Those are non-negotiables. We have to keep that stuff in there. We're putting that into the plan. So that's how we can have a really high success rate with our clients. And it's something that it doesn't feel like such a incongruence with what they want versus what they're really willing to sacrifice. Everything's congruent. Everything's aligned. Now, commitment is the key here, right? Consistency is what's going to get you the results that you're looking for. So when clients come and sign on, are they committing to a certain amount of time? What's this program? Uh, what's the program time frame that we're looking at? Yeah, so we do six to 12 months. Uh, realistically, how to create meaningful change, it happens in that time period. So I don't do any short term, you know, fast fat loss. That's just that that stuff doesn't work. Um, so what we like to do is actually walk you through a process where for one, we're going to get you the results that you want. And then we're going to do what's called a reverse diet where we actually make it something sustainable. And we show you how to work that stuff back into your lifestyle. When you work with me, you work with a team. Um, you know, we're very, very hands on with this process. And there is a ton of accountability uh, coaching that goes on to it, too, as well. Because even if we set up the perfect plan, life is always going to have its say on it. So when those things come up, you need to lean on us as experts to help you walk you through it, especially when those those voices in your head start to talk to you about um, quitting or, or, or not continuing because that's where we really can be uh, the most valuable for you. All right. Uh, to me, anytime I hear things like I am doing a juice cleanse, I am eating uh, only nuts or only this for a while, it, it draws red flags. What do you notice when you hear people like that, what they, what they actually want and what they're trying to achieve versus what they're doing? I think when I normally hear that, it usually falls into three camps. One, their commitment level doesn't match their goals yet. Uh, two, they're looking for a shortcut. Um, and and three, it's a lack of education. And I, and I mean that respectfully, um, because those type of strategies uh, n n never really get the results that people want. Um, and oftentimes you're just losing water weight. And the moment you go back to any form of normality, your weight just goes back up. Um, so we, we are really about creating long-term, meaningful, lasting change to where it's, it's actually true results, not just a number on a scale and you don't really look or feel different and there's no real change in your blood work. Um, I keep track of it. Everything that I do, uh, as far as my workouts are concerned, times that I run, all that sort of stuff. And you mentioned there's a lot of accountability that goes into your program. 
Uh, what are some of those things that you do to help people maintain that accountability? Um, whether you have them do it for themselves, write it down, post, uh, check-ins. What are some of those strategies that people can utilize to maintain that accountability? Because sometimes that workout partner, especially in week two, you go, you call them, you're like, hey, you ready to go? And they're not answering the phone for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from a more tactical perspective, we have multiple check-ins uh, and touch points with our clients per week. Uh, so that's more the, the tactical but um, this is kind of a little bit of the secret sauce, but we we employ strategies that helps you to get more pull towards your goal as opposed to push. So it, that means that a lot of times there has to be limiting beliefs that may have to be broken a, uh, around, you know, you getting towards this goal. It may be some things that which are, uh, you know, childhood traumas that are getting in the way. Um, and then there's also things that are getting really clear about what you want and why you want it. And that really comes down to a subcon like your subconscious behaviors and your beliefs and everything like that. So in a sense, it's taking out in the most simplest way I can say it, it's taking out poor negative programming from your mind and replacing it with the right type of programming that's going to help you to be pulled towards your goal. I'd rather have somebody always pushing you, yelling at you, telling you to go to the gym, telling you that stuff, because that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, you have to really change because like you and I, I'm sure. Nobody has to tell me to go to the gym. Nobody has to tell you to go to the gym. It's just who we are. It's what we do. So there is a is an identity of of that's really important that people have to have to change who they are and who they want to become. So it's you're not really having to be pushed towards what you really want. That is so true. It becomes who you are. It's your identity. You know, um, people say it all the time, right? Like. Um, I am, I am not a smoker versus, oh no, I don't smoke. Right. Like, like the, the words that you use, sometimes it's just the simple things, right? I work out, like I'm in shape. Like, this is what I do. This is who I am. This is my identity. But initially you have to break that down because that's not who you, who you are at first. It's who you're going to become. And oftentimes we're our biggest barrier. We're the imposter syndrome that stands in the way. All right, before we head out, because we're running low on time here, I know we talked about it a little bit. We hinted on it on the show. But if people want to reach out to you, they want to talk to you, they're like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. You start with the blood work. You're going to give me the exact quantitative data I'm looking for. That's the program I'm looking for. How did they get a hold of you? Yeah, the easiest way is uh, hit us up on Instagram. Coach JC White is my handle. Um, you can also go to T3BodyTraining.com. Um, and, you know, we'd love to help. We're very thorough in the process of getting to understand you and your goals and why you want it, um, because we really want to help you create these changes for life. So it's just not something you're fit for 60 or 90 days, but it's something where years from now uh, you still have those good habits, and routines and new beliefs. JC, you've uh, you've been getting your message out, right? Because when it comes down to business, at the end of the day, you know, people work with people that they want to, that they know, like, and trust. And podcasting is one of those great tools to get your message out there. And you've been uh, on a number of different shows, I'm sure, already. You're marketing your business. I want to know uh, one question: What was your experience like on the Business Bros? Oh man, I loved it. I, I love the uh, I love your passion for fitness. Um, I love the questions that you ask because I think it's going to help give people a lot of clarity. Um, and some truth behind the actual science behind wh how the body actually operates. Um, and, uh, you know, I really appreciate being on here, man, because this is this is something I'm really passionate about. Fitness saved my life. Um, and now it's, it's more than that to me. And I want to give people the same thing I, I gained from it, which is more of a, a mental and, and spiritual side of things now. So that's it, ladies and gents. Look, I know right now you may not feel the best that you possibly can. You look in the mirror and you're not quite happy with what you're looking at. 
but there is an ability for you to change. And I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, you can still shape your body at this point. It's up to you to decide that you want to make a difference. You just got to choose that, like we were talking about earlier, the identity has to change. You are who you are today, but it doesn't have to be who you are tomorrow. So make sure you guys check it out, t3bodytraining.com. T, the letter T, the number three, t3bodytraining.com. And just figure out where you are so you can start making a change. We all start at zero. We all start at nothing. Like when, we, when we're out of shape, we're just out of shape. But that's just day one. You can work your butt to get to where you want to be. Trust me, man, I'm seeing people on TikTok. I see people all over, especially when you start sharing what you're doing, you see the transformation happen in people's lives. And it's not just their body, it's their entire life, the way they think about themselves and the way they feel. So one more time, go to t3bodytraining.com. And by the way, if you guys are looking to promote your business, podcasting is one of the best ways to do that. Literally, we asked JC a bunch of questions that he's probably gonna take this episode because we give it to them for free. All our guests get our full audio, full video for free. And he's going to chop it up so he has content for his social media. 30 Days of Content is one of the programs that we offer. So make sure you guys check us out at businessbros.biz if you need help creating content for your social media feeds. Dude, JC, thank you very much. I want to give you the floor one last time before we head out. Any final thoughts, man? Um, Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I hope everybody sets goals this year to live up to the best version of themselves. Whether it gets accomplished this year or not, trust me, just stick to the journey because it's something that's going to be a lifelong experience. It is. It's your life, ladies and gents. Live it, max it out, make it the best possible, uh, best possible life out there. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.